This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. G'day. Before we get into the episode, if you tuned into News Club last week, you'll know there was big news in our world in the past few weeks as Meta looks to retreat from news in Australia. It's a decision that has a few outcomes, but one that is possible is that Meta might pull news content from Facebook and Instagram altogether. They have form. What it means for news publishers like The Squiz, well, it's a bit unsure, but we're doing a bit of reflecting. To help us, we're asking you to please take a quick survey for us. A link to do so is in your episode notes. It's seven questions, two minutes of your time, but the information could really help us steer the ship as we look towards the future. Squeeze Shortcuts is all about giving you the background to the big news stories, which is why this week we're going to focus on the midterms. It's happening in the US next week. That means voters there will head to the ballot box and elect a whole bunch of new members to Congress. That's the equivalent of our federal parliament. So in this week's Squiz Shortcut, we break down what the midterms are, why you'll be hearing a bit about them and about Donald Trump, as well as some of the big issues for voters in America right now. Swiss Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire, whenever I hear people talking about the midterms or speculating on the Democrats or the Republicans' fortunes at the midterms, it kind of feels like an elite club where you've got to be one of the cool kids to know about it or join in the conversation, (laughs) don't you reckon? Oh, yeah, totally. And to be honest, it's really only since uh, starting the squeeze that I've really got into it or had the bandwidth to get into it. And of course, realising exactly how huge they are. Uh, There are those people, though, who do casually drop it into conversation. Uh, I guess we can be friends with them. But after listening to this shortcut, (laughs) you can certainly join the conversation. We can all be friends with them after this. We can be the cool kids. Uh, We are biting off a lot in this squeeze shortcut, though. So bear with us. There's a bit to get across. Let's start off with, as we always do, the very basics. Why are they called the midterms? Yeah, that's a pretty easy one. They're the midterms because they happen halfway through a president's four-year term. So Joe Biden was elected two years ago. That was back in November 2020. Uh, And now halfway through his term, Congress, uh, the US equivalent of our parliament, has its elections. Yeah, we have to remember in the US, the presidential race is its own separate ballot, very different to hear, but the midterms are about everyone's local member who sits in the House of Reps and about a third of their senators who represent their state being up for re-election. Yeah, that's right. Uh, The lower house members in the US have to face the voters every two years, Mm. uh, not every three years like here in Australia. Uh, So at these midterms, uh, we've got all 435 House of Reps members and 35 senators fighting to stay in Congress or to win a seat. It's very hard to compare their system to ours. It's very, very different. (laughs) Let's get down to why it matters, though, because that is the thing it does have in common. It does matter. Like Parliament here, Congress makes the laws. So, Claire, it's pretty important for a president that his side has a majority in Congress so he or she potentially can get their agenda through. 
Yeah, that's right. So at the moment, the Democrats, and that's Joe Biden's party, uh, have small majorities in both the House and the Senate. Uh, so it's made it possible for him to get his agenda passed, uh, like a major bill to tackle climate change and health care reforms. Yeah, right. And clearly, if that changes, if Biden loses that majority, his plans won't be easily passed by Congress. You can spend a lot of time arguing and compromising or your plans just might be blocked altogether. Yeah, and the best example of that was when Donald Trump was president. He lost control of the Senate in the midterms back in 2018. Uh, So Republicans passed his budget in the House, but then the Democrats who controlled the Senate blocked the budget. Uh, They didn't want to give him the money to build a great big wall along the Mexican border. Mm. Uh, You might remember that kind of crazy stuff shut down the government. Yeah, this was all pre-pandemic and it dominated the news for such a long time. I can't forget it. Mm. All up, nearly a million public servants weren't getting paid. National parks were closed. The White House wasn't being cleaned. Air traffic controllers, for example, were forced to work without pay so planes wouldn't crash. Yeah, and it took 35 days for that impasse to be resolved. So Mm. that's something that we don't really experience here in Australia. Hopefully we don't ever experience that here in Australia. (laughs) Let's take a look now at what's at stake in these midterms, the ones coming up, and why they matter to Australia and the rest of the world. If you read a lot of the reports about the midterms so far, Claire, you'd think Joe Biden himself was up for election. Political commentators talk about this being make or break for his presidency. He's literally only halfway through his term, though. Yeah, and it's, of course, unlike political commentators to be blowing up all of this stuff out of nothing. (laughs) And look, most midterms are cast as a bit of a referendum on the president. Mm. Uh, And the truth is, if the Democrats got trounced in these elections, it would undoubtedly be very difficult for Biden to recover from that. Yeah, most presidents actually do traditionally lose seats at the midterms. So it's right to say that if he doesn't lose badly... That could be seen as kind of a victory, perhaps. That's true, because he also doesn't have much of a buffer. Uh, The Republicans only need a net five seats in the House and just one in the Senate to have a successful campaign. Uh, So if it's not a total wipeout and the Democrats lose just a handful of seats, that would definitely be seen as a very good result for Biden. There's also, with Biden, the personal consequences for him, mostly because of his age. He's 79, turning 80 in a few weeks. So we know even without the midterm results, he's actually been under internal pressure not to stand again for president in 2024. Yeah, that's right. And it's actually a pretty unusual situation because Mm. normally an incumbent president uh, gets the right to run again so that they can have two terms as president, which is the maximum any president can have. Uh, But his age has become a real issue, uh, his physical stumbles particularly, uh, and the gaffes that have got a lot of unwanted attention. Yeah, I think when he fell off his bike, it was the most watched video on CNN that week. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty brutal, isn't it? Uh, and he's called Kamala Harris a great president on a couple of occasions recently. He mispronounced Rishi Sunak's name when he became Prime Minister of the UK. Uh, and he had a real shocker a few weeks ago when he was at a conference and he called out to a member of Congress who'd actually passed away. 
Kamala Harris, of course, his deputy. There have been some clangers, that's just a few of them, and all of this actually brings us closer to why Australia and the world might care about these midterms. Donald Trump, Claire, thinks he can beat Joe Biden in 2024. Yeah, if you thought he was just off playing golf, uh, that's not the case. Donald Trump has signalled his interest in running again in 2024. Uh, There's a lot being said by the US political observers uh, that a good showing for the Republicans at these midterms, particularly now, could be a really good sign for Trump, especially the candidates that Trump has personally backed. Uh, That could really encourage him to formally declare that he's back in the race. And of course, we haven't seen much of Trump in Australia recently, but he's, as you say, very active in US politics. He's endorsed more than 200 candidates ahead of the midterms. And that's why people are seeing this as a crucial moment for him as well. Yeah, and it doesn't really matter what you think of him personally. Uh, The possibility of another Trump run at the presidency uh, would undoubtedly be consequential for the world. We're getting a bit of ahead of ourselves because that's not until 2024 if it does happen. But it helps us to understand why these midterms are triggering so much discussion, I guess. Yeah, and particularly because Trump is very personally involved in all of this at the moment. Uh, It feels like it's a bit of a Trump-Biden rerun from 2020. Which seems amazing to think America would go through that again. But hey, you never know. The times are as they are. Then there's, of course, the political issues that are dominating the debate. Let's have a look at those now. It's a pretty weird time to be governing anywhere in the world right now. I think that's fair to say, Claire. The war Mm. in Ukraine has seen pretty crazy energy and food prices. How's the US faring compared to everyone else? Yeah, it's a good question because, of course, the US economy uh, is so important to the globe. Uh, Mm. It's going okay. It's still growing, uh, a bit slower than Australia, but still reasonable at 2.6% economic growth. Uh, And unemployment over there is at a 50-year low of 3.5%. So that's pretty similar to the current situation here in Australia. Uh, But there has been a lot of talk that the US is headed for a recession. Even our own Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, raised that possibility in the budget just a few days ago. Uh, But just this week, his US equivalent and that's Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, uh, she's saying that they're now thinking they might be able to escape it. Have we done a squeeze shortcut on recession? I feel like we have, or if we haven't, we probably oh, need Kate. to do one. Oh, we'll probably have to think about that, I reckon. <laughs> we'll have a look and we'll check it out. And if we have done one, we'll pop a link in your episode notes. If we haven't, we'll put it on the list. It is something that's been talked about a hell of a lot. Mm. The other thing that we definitely have done a squish shortcut on is inflation. That's still causing big problems for Biden and the Democrats in these midterms. Yeah, that's right. And just like talk of rising costs is everywhere here, uh, it's dominating headlines in the US and it's a really hard time for an incumbent government to be facing the voters. Yeah, inflation in the US is a bit over 8% compared to 7% here. It's worth noting a couple of recent polls in America have said inflation or the economy is the top issue for 50% of voters. Yeah, and the Republicans have even made T-shirts with Bidenflation on them mm. uh, so that it's obviously biting as an issue. 
Yeah, now the other issue we haven't heard much about recently in Australia is abortion rights. Huge issue in the US. Just to jog everyone's memory, the US Supreme Court overturned that Roe v. Wade decision back in June. What that did mean was that for pretty much the last 50 years, women have had control over their own reproductive rights. Now individual states have the right to ban abortion. Yeah, that was a really big decision by the Supreme Court of the United States. Uh, And since then, 13 US states have already made abortion illegal, uh, and that's with no exception, even for rape or incest. And many more states are expected to follow. So the Democrats have been campaigning really strongly on enacting a federal law that would protect women's rights again. And they've been really trying to mobilise women to get out and vote in these midterms. Of course, they don't have compulsory voting in the US, but it's pretty clear it's not the central issue like it seemed to be just a few months ago. No, it's not. And we don't need much reminding in Australia. It's really hard to shift the political conversation past the price at the pump, Uh, interest rates, grocery prices, those sorts of things. The old hip pocket, as they say. Yeah, exactly right. Another issue that's got a bit of coverage over here, the governor of Florida flew a plane load of immigrants who'd come across the border from Mexico up north as a way of protesting, Claire. Yep, he did. His name is Ron DeSantis. Uh, It was pretty crazy and Mm. some would say a very effective stunt. Uh, Remember, unauthorised migrants coming into the United States at the border with Mexico is a huge deal for those southern states. So, yeah, the Florida governor flew a plane load of migrants north and to really ritzy seaside spots like Martha's Vineyard. Also, the Texas governor bussed a few groups to Washington uh, and parked them outside Vice President Kamala Harris's home. Yeah, that was a whole thing. We can't forget Trump campaigned back in 2016 on building a massive wall between Mexico. And even with the setbacks on funding it, he actually completed hundreds of kilometres before Biden put a stop to it when he got elected. Yeah, it's a pretty imposing structure where it exists, but there are still plenty of ways through. And in the past year, more than two million migrants have been caught trying to make it through. Uh, That's just another issue biting the Democrats ahead of these elections. I think that'll about do it. That's your shortcut to the US midterms. And of course, tune into the Squeeze Today podcast next week because we'll have all the results, no doubt, Claire. Each week we give you a recommendation for some further reading, listening or watching. We've talked a bit, as I said, about abortion rights in this episode. There's a graphic from the New York Times which is tracking all the states that have banned or are still trying to ban abortion, Claire. So we'll put a link to that in your episode notes and also a link to Joe Biden falling off his bike. In case you missed that one. <laughs> yeah, a couple of good links, quite different. But <laughs> quite different. <laughs> uh, for me this week, I'm giving you a hot tip for one race to watch. Uh, mm. The midterms also coincide with a lot of gubernatorial races in America, uh, which are like our state primaries. And the Republican Kari Lake is one to watch in Arizona. Uh, she's already being tipped as a vice president running mate to Donald Trump in 2024. So an interesting one to get an eye on. That's a link to a Politico article, one of our faves. Oh yeah, it's so good. Can't wait to dive into a lot more over the coming days from Politico as well. Yeah, thanks as always for tuning in to Squeeze Shortcuts. If you like them, tell people about them. It's the number one way that we grow our podcasts. Until next week. Music.